hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this message. We hope that it speaks to your life. And if you have questions, please contact us. You can contact us on the website at thousandhillsranchchurch.com or thousandhillsranchchurch at yahoo.com. And then you can also call us at 580-216-6427. And may God use this message to change your life. Here's the thing. Uh, for the last few weeks, I've been trying, uh, and, and it's not been me necessarily, but it's been God uh, talking to me, and he's been telling me, talk about the things that are temporary and the things that are eternal, right? We had um, my horse Spanky, who's 20-something years old. We had John Wayne over here, four years old, and you guys praised John Wayne because he was good-looking on the outside, and Spanky was over here looking, you know, homely, <laughs> And uh, anyways, the point was never buy a horse just because it's pretty, right? And and the point that we made was never just look at the things that are on the outside because it's the things on the inside that really matter and the things on the inside that are really eternal. See, Spanky, though he was 20 years old, he would take care of my three-year-old. John Wayne would probably lose my three-year-old and buck him off. So you can't judge a book necessarily by its cover. And it's the same way. You can't focus on the temporary and always get what you think you're going to get. And then last week we looked at um, how our world changes by the minute. Everything's temporary. The, the technology's temporary. I mean, you buy a laptop today, it's out of date in 30 hours. <laughs> I mean, it's just by the minute. Things are changing. But we learned last week that Jesus, right, is the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? I'm glad he is. I'm glad he's the same because everything else is changing and and he's the same. And although I love change, because without change, life would be boring, I love for things to also stay the same. Well, today I want to continue that focus on the temporary versus the eternal. And I want to show you something that I brought today. Um... Some of you guys are going, what the heck is that? Anybody know what this is? You need to borrow this? Not for your wife. Not for your wife. Don't go there. This is what you call a twitch. Now, if you're a part of the PETA organization, (laughs) you ain't going to like this, but I don't really care. No, I'm just kidding. Does that mean? I thought it was people eating tasty animals. Is that not right? Just kidding. Just kidding. Anyways, I'll get off that. But this is called a Twitch. And actually, some of you guys have maybe never seen a Twitch. This isn't, uh, <laughs> this isn't one part of a nunchuck for all you Chuck Norris fans. I got Chuck Norris in the sermon today. That's an accomplishment for every preacher right there. I mean, seriously, come on. Can I get a hand for, you know, I mean, Chuck Norris, man, seven degrees. I mean, I can fit him in all kinds of places. But anyways, uh, this is not a nunchuck. This is called a twitch. And what you do with this, this is actually a humane way of sedating a horse. Let's say you go to uh, the doctor or you can't make it to the vet or whatever. This is the way that you can calm a horse down. And what happens is if you will stick this on the end of a horse's lip and you will gather it up in this little chain right here and you will begin to twist, what happens is it calms the horse down. This is a, a handle um, and a chain. This is actually a, not a walnut <laughs> cracker. 
This is another form of a twitch that you put the nose in there and you clamp it down and it actually helps calm the horse down. You say, well, why would you use this? Well, let's say your horse gets cut on barbed wire and you need to sedate him right then so that you can get the blood to stop. I mean, again, you would put this twitch on and it would hopefully calm him down. Um, If you wanted to brand a horse, you know, maybe you didn't want to take him because you couldn't afford the sedation at the vet and you wanted to just kind of make him calm down right there and you wanted to brand him at your own place, you could put this twitch on and it'll calm that horse down so that you can brand them there. Well, here's the thing. When you apply this twitch, it's not just something that hurts them. It's not just something that's uncomfortable, but it actually has some, um, I guess what you would call, and, and the vets would call it endorphins that are released when you put this on, the endorphins are released from the brain of the horse and it actually calms them down. So you put this on the horse and after four or five minutes, the, the horse will stop thrashing, hopefully, stop kicking you in the face and calm down. Um, and here's the thing. The twitch is, again, a humane way to keep an animal still and quiet. Well, today, I want to talk to you about how God uses... The twitches of life to quiet us and to release some things in our lives, okay? Um, And so that's where we're going to go today. You say, well, what are some of the twitches in life? You know, there are things that are uncomfortable for a short period of time, and then they produce a quiet confidence in our Lord. And you say, well, what are some examples? Maybe it's an illness, May, again, I don't, I don't hope I never have to deal with cancer, but it's an ugly disease, and I hate it, and some people deal with it, but then they overcome it, and it produces things that they never would have experienced otherwise. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's a loss. Maybe it's a failure. Maybe it's just trials in your life. Maybe it's temptation or tribulation. Maybe it's an enemy that's the twitch. And some of you teenagers, some of you kids, maybe it's that bully at school that, that they apply the twitch. And it's uncomfortable for a little while. Well, for the last few weeks, God has been showing me uh, a lot about the temporary things versus the eternal things. I have two friends. That's it. Only two. No, actually, these two guys are some of my best friends. Both of them were in my wedding. Both of them were uh, groomsmen in my wedding. They're brother-in-laws. One's name's Ben. One name's uh, uh, Jeremy. Um, And they have been going through the twitches of life. Um, My buddy Ben uh, had a son named Toby. And uh, for 85 days, that son lived, and then he passed away. Uh, So we buried him uh, two or three months ago. Then my brother-in-laws, they they actually married sisters, obviously, and the sisters or the wives, their mom just died of cancer uh, last week, and so we buried her. Um, And then Jeremy, my buddy, they have... um, in their wives, they have this gene that produces uh, children that have the exposure of having the bubble baby disease. And so my buddy Jeremy is uh, losing his son, who's seven years old, uh, to this uh, disease. And he has a 95% chance that he's going to die. Um, and so here's what I'm learning. Um, sometimes life just stinks, you know. It's just a part of life. I think my friends, if they were here today, that they would say, you know what God's producing in them? He's producing in them a calm and a quietness, and they're just waiting on the Lord to do something. Um, And I'll tell you from my own experience, because I've I've gone through it with them, I I am learning to remain calm and quiet too, even in the midst of the chaos. 
And so, again, some of you guys will say, well, what, are, what are the twitches of life? It can be anything. It can be a lost child's tribulation, all that stuff. But here's the thing. I want to give you a biblical example of a group of people that God used a twitch of uh, trial in their life to produce uh, a calmness and a quietness in them. Anybody ever heard of the Israelites? Israelites, God's chosen people, right? God's chosen people. Well, here's the story. God's chosen people were slaves for hundreds of years to who? The Egyptians. Pharaoh, the Egyptians. They were slaves for hundreds of years. Well, Moses comes along, right? Moses comes along and he saves the people from slavery. He takes them out into the wilderness. And then, guess what? Pharaoh and the Egyptians figure out that all their slaves are gone. And they say, well, we want our slaves back. So the Bible tells us that over 600 chariots and horsemen chased after the Israelites. But here's the thing. They got to a point in the wilderness where they butted up next to this thing called the Red Sea. Remember the Red Sea? They butted up next to this thing called the Red Sea, and here comes all the Egyptians. They're coming to attack them, kill them, take them back, and enslave them. But then they get to the Red Sea, and all the Israelites, they don't, I guess they didn't have swimming lessons back then because they didn't know how to swim and get across the Red Sea. So they got the Red Sea on one side, can't cross it, and then they got these Egyptians breathing down their neck. And that's where we pick up the story. Look at this scripture in Exodus 14. It says, As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked. When they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, they cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you that we didn't or that, that didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better for us to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But listen to this. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still. And watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. For the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Just stay calm. Let's pray together. Ask God to bless the rest of our time. Lord, I pray that as we go through this um, teaching today, that you would teach us what it looks like for us to remain quiet and calm. For us to not fight the twitches of life, but for us to realize that you're going to produce in us something that is going to be eternal, not just temporary. And so, Lord, speak to our hearts today. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Well, again, you have the Israelites, God-chosen people, the Red Sea's on one side, the, the, the Egyptians are on the other side, and the Israelites are peeing their pants because they know they're going to die. Right? They know they're going to die. But Moses answers them and says, hey, guys, listen, if you will just realize that today God is going to rescue you, all you have to do is be calm and be still. Listen, God applies the twitch of this trial so that he could teach them how to be quiet and calm. And you say, well, Bo, what can we learn from this story? I got three things and I'm done, okay? Number one is this. Twitches like this in life, twitches are inevitable. 
Some of you guys are coming to church and you're like, dang, if I just go to church, life's going to get good and I'm not going to have to, you know, eat crow. I'm not going to have to do anything hard and I'm not going to be persecuted. No, listen, twitches in life are inevitable. You say, well, if I just give my heart to Christ, then everything's going to be peachy. Uh, Guess what? You may face more twitches if you give your life to Christ. That's why God says, count the cost and then choose whom you're going to serve. Amen? A lot of preachers, they'll blow smoke up your skirt and say, man, life's going to be all good, and then you'll never cry again. But you cry, don't you? I mean, I do. So in other words, twitches are inevitable. You're going to face them. I mean, listen to John 16, 33, or 32 and 33. Let's, start, let's go to 33 at the very end. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will, not you may, but you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. He's overcome the world. Here's the cool thing about this. Some of you guys are like, dang, why would I want to be a Christian if it's all about the twitches in life? Listen, here's the thing. <clears throat> the only twitches that I'm ever going to experience are the twitches on this earth. One of these days, the twitches are going to be off, and I'm going to get to experience heaven. Some of you guys need to realize that if you know Christ, this is the only hell that you'll ever know. Amen? Can I get a big hearty amen on that? Amen? Amen. It's the only hell that you're ever going to know. And here's the thing. God doesn't promise that he's going to take away the trials, but he does promise that he'll go with you because he's overcome this world. Amen? Come on now, you guys need to get excited today. We're talking about some good stuff today. This isn't my words, this is the Word of God. And if you can't get excited about the Word of God, you're not in the cool club anymore either. (laughs) So listen, you say, well, Bo, why would I want to do this? Listen, it, it is so much more comforting to go through trials with God than it is alone. I'm just telling you, I know that from experience. So number one, twitches are inevitable. Number two is this. Though uncomfortable for a little while, twitches in life release faith and trust in God. You know that horse, when I put that twitch on that horse, guess what? It is uncomfortable for a little while. But after a while, it produces something that sedates that horse, that helps that horse calm down. The same is is true for us. When God applies the twitches of life, it's uncomfortable, but it doesn't last forever. It doesn't last forever. Look at 2 Corinthians 4. It says, therefore, do not lose heart, though outwardly you are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our, our what? Light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's eternal. Here's the thing. Your light and momentary troubles are, are going to be here today and gone tomorrow. And you say, no, Bo, I've had this disease for 40 years. Listen, one of these days, God's going to release you. It may be through death that he rescues you, but one of these days, you're going to find some freedom. Amen? One of these days, that's what we have to look forward to. But here's the thing. Here's what the Israelites did, and here's what we do so often. They doubted. Did you catch that? I mean, they whined. 
Verses 10 and 12. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked. When they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, they cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? I mean, can you just hear it? I mean, the wine. They're just whining. And then they'd start doubting. What have you done? Why did this happen? Why did you, why didn't you, just, uh, why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this was going to happen? Why didn't you just leave us alone? And they begin to whine. Listen, isn't that just like us? It's just like me. God applies the twitches in my life, and guess what I do? God, why? Why does this have to happen? Why, why, what, is this, what is this deal? I don't like this. You know, surely there's a better way. But listen, that is a temporary thing. It's a temporary thing. If we focus on what God is releasing in us when the twitches of life happen, then we wouldn't whine. Look at James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, listen to this, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. You know what that's saying? When the twitches of life come on, stop whining. Stop doubting that God is still in control. Stop doubting that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And just believe it. And here's the thing. I can preach this all I want. But the truth comes when I have to apply it, right? And some of you guys are like, dang, good preaching, Bo, good preaching. And then you're going to see me crying on the sideline going, God, why? Where's the, you know, get the twitch off. Listen, it's okay. I mean, seriously, can God handle our questions? Absolutely. Can he handle, you know, sometimes when we doubt? Absolutely. Thomas doubted that Jesus rose from the dead, but Jesus showed up in his life and he said, hey, Check out the scars. So God doesn't get necessarily ticked off and say, get out of my face, you jerk, because you don't believe in me. No, he says, like he does to Martha, 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 why do you do this? Why do you doubt? And so listen, you you say, what's it producing in my life? It produces perseverance. You know the hardest coaches that I ever had? They brought out the best in me. You know the hardest teachers that I ever had that I hated? I wanted the, <laughs> the, the easy teacher. Anybody with me? I mean, forget AP. Who cares about AP? I, I was never a teacher's aide because I wasn't smart enough. So, it, you know, the, but the hardest jobs, the hardest boss, the hardest work, the hardest teachers produce the best in me. The hardest trials that I've ever gone in my life are the things that I'm still learning that God has produced in me. And so some of us need to realize that, man, listen, you know, twitches are inevitable, but they're uncomfortable for a little while, but they're producing eternal qualities in us. So here's number three, and I'm done. Number three is this. God rescues the quiet. 
God rescues the quiet. Later on in Exodus chapter 14, here's what happens. You got the Israelites, you got the Red Sea, you got the Egyptians breathing down their neck. I mean, they're coming fast and hard to kill all the Israelites. And the Israelites are standing right there. And, and all we hear is God talked to Moses and God says this. God says, Moses, raise out your hand over the sea. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to part it. I'm going to part the sea. I don't know if you've seen uh, one of these, uh, is it a Disney movies when they part the, the Red Sea? I mean, it's the coolest little Disney movie. The only way I know it is because I've left the cool club and I watch cartoons now with my kids. But Moses, he says, Moses, put out your hand over the sea and guess what? I'm going to part it. And all these Israelites, they're going to be able to walk on dry land across the sea and they're going to be saved today. So guess what Moses did? Moses held out his hand. Guess what Jesus did? Guess what God did? He parted the Red Sea, and Israelites walked across on dry land. It didn't say muddy land. No, he dried it up. They walked across the Red Sea on dry land. They get to the other side, and Moses, God talks to Moses and says, Okay, Moses, let your hand down. But first, guess what happened? The Egyptians came into the Red Sea on the dry ground. They're chasing the chariots, everything, probably coming across the Red Sea on that dry ground. And God says, Moses, all right, drop your hand. Moses drops his hand, and the water comes, and it kills every, every single Egyptian. God rescues the quiet. He rescues those that, that, that are quiet for him. Again, we have the same God that can do the same thing for us. And you say, I don't see those stinking Red Seas parted nowadays. Listen, he can overcome whatever trial that you are facing. It may not be a Red Sea. It may be a, a broken down marriage. It may be your kids are twisting off. They're doing something wrong. Listen, he can rescue them. He can rescue you. He can rescue you from any addiction that you have. He can overcome that. That's his job. That's what he, he was created. I mean, he wasn't created. He was, he's been there since the beginning of time. And that's what he's done since the beginning of time. And so he rescues the perishing. He cares for the dying. He is our refuge and our deliverer. But here's what he asks of us. He wants us to be quiet first. He wants us to, to calm down and say, okay, God, you got the twitch on? Go for it. Whatever you want to produce in me, whatever it is that you're trying to teach me, teach it to me. You know why, you know why God leaves the twitch on for so long? Is because we're fighting it. We thrash. We're like, dang it, get that twitch off. Get that twitch off. But as soon as we be quiet and he's able to produce in us whatever it is he wants to produce in us, guess what he does? He releases the twitch. Some of you, you have the twitch of a trial on your life. You know what God's telling you today? Calm down, stand still, and wait on me because I'm going to rescue you. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you need to just realize that, that God is there. And listen, God knows that the twitches hurt. He knows that they're uncomfortable. He can relate. Jesus Christ came to this earth not to just sit on his throne, right? <coughs> not to just be served. No, he died on a cross. He was, he was whipped for you and for me. So he understands the pain. He just wants us to be still and know that he is God. And so maybe you're here today and the twitches of life are on your lip. They're on your life. 
Listen, I hope that you'll learn today that God wants you to be still and know that he is God. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Nobody's looking around, and again, at, at Thousand Hills, we don't ask people to come to the front. We don't want to embarrass anybody, but here's the thing. When nobody looking around, I want to ask this question, and you can tell me yes or no by raising your hand. How many of you guys would say, in my life today, that I have a twitch going on in my life? Anybody? Yeah. All over the, all over the room. Okay, here's my next question. You don't have to raise your hand on this, but is, is, are you being quiet and remaining calm with the twitch, or are you thrashing around and fighting? Listen, God wants you to trust in Him, and the only way that He can get us to trust in Him sometimes is to apply the twitches of life. When life's good, we tend to not trust, in, trust Him as much. When life goes to pot, guess what? We tend to have to lean toward him and, and, and trust him. And so again, maybe you're thinking, well, God, just take this twitch off. Just take it off. Maybe you need to change your prayer to say, God, leave the twitch on until you can produce in me what it is that you want to produce in me. Leave it on. I don't want to have to go through this again. So leave it on. Produce in me what you want to produce. And then when you're ready to take it off, you can take it off. I'm going to remain calm and serve you in the midst of it. And so maybe those of you that just raised your hand, maybe that needs to be your prayer right there in your seat. God, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to teach me, continue to teach whatever it is that you're trying to teach me, and I'm going to remain quiet and calm and allow you to produce whatever it is. Listen, some of you are here today and God's not the one that has the twitch on your life, but the devil is. And the devil has this twitch on your life called sin. And he's torquing on it. And it's killing you. I mean, it's ruining your marriage. It's ruining your life. It's ruining your job. And that sin is just eating you alive. It may not eat you alive on the outside, but on the inside, you are full of shame, guilt, regret. I mean, just pain. And the devil's just ringing the twitch. Can I just tell those of you that are, that, are, that are maybe in that situation? Jesus Christ is the only one that can remove the twitches of sin. And he wants to remove it. But here's what he asked of you. He asked you to give him your heart. He says, you want to be released from the twitches of sin? Give me your heart. I'm not going to do anything for you until you give me your heart. You confess me as your Lord and Savior, and I will come in and I will rescue you from your sin. I will give you eternal life. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that I love you. I'll show you that. I'll bless your life, and I'll carry you through the trials and the twitches of life. And you say, but I got too much sin. He can't, he can't pull that off. Yeah, he can. He can pull it all off. Your twitch may be bigger than most, but listen, he can pull it all off. And he can forgive you. And so maybe that's you today. You need to, you need to ask Jesus to, to be the Lord of your life. Listen, all you have to do, in your seat right there, you just got to say, okay, Lord, I realize I'm a sinner. 
And I realize that twitch of sin is on my life and I want to get rid of it. So I confess you as my Lord. And I want you to forgive me of my sin and come into my life. Listen, it's a simple prayer. You can do it right there in your seat. Here's the thing. If you just made that decision, we want to know about it. We're not going to ask you to come to the front. All we ask you to do is fill out the orange card, place it in one of these yellow buckets, and we will contact you. If you say, Bo, I I don't want to fill out that out, here's all you got to do. Get your smartphone out. Get whatever phone you have out. Type your name in a text and type it and, and text it to the number that's going to be on the screen at the end of the service, and we will contact you. You don't have to text anything else. Just text your name. And, and one of our leaders, one of our pastors will contact you, if not myself. We want to connect with you because here's the deal. You cannot do this ride. You can't do this walk with God alone. We want to come help you do that. So help us by connecting with us. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you that you um, have removed the twitches of life. And I thank you that, um, that, that, that we can count on you. If we will just remain calm and just serve you and just, just turn to you and lean into you, you will remove the twitches of life. And so I thank you for that. Lord, I pray today for those that maybe raised their hand and said, you know what, the twitch is, the twitch is on. I pray that you would help them to learn what it is that you want them to learn so that the, the twitch can be removed. And for those maybe that, are, that, are, that have that twitch of sin on their life, I pray that someone in this, in this barn today has given their life to you and you have removed that twitch of sin. And we thank you for doing that for all of us. But we thank you for today and may we share what we learned today with those outside this barn so that they can have the twitches removed in their life. And we give you all the glory. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this message. And if you have questions, please contact us. We would love to visit with you. Again, Thousand Hills Ranch Church at yahoo.com. Or you can contact us by phone, 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.